Hi, everybody. Before we get started with this episode, I feel I need to address a very tragic event that happened today. My guest and I recorded this episode a week before its release, but I am editing it today, Sunday, January 26th. For anyone not aware, today we sadly lost Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gigi, along with many others in a tragic helicopter accident. Not to marginalize any of the other victims passing, or the suffering that their loved ones are experiencing right now, because I wish them well. But I just want to speak on the effect that Kobe's passing had on me today. I was not particularly a huge fan of Kobe Bryant as a kid. I was aware of him because he was, and still is, my brother's favorite player. However, as I grew older, my appreciation, my admiration, and my reverence for Kobe Bryant only grew. I spent most of the day after hearing about his death, crying off and on with a heavy heart, as well as being in a general somber mood. I've obviously never met Kobe Bryant in person, but that doesn't mean that he did not have an effect on my life and many, many others. He was not a perfect man, but I am choosing not to dwell on that at the moment. I am choosing to focus on the best parts of him. I will never forget his greatness on and off the court, as well as his legacy of chasing excellence and his fierce dedication to self-discipline and mastery. He was many things, but he will always be ultimately a hero for me. I am very sad that he's gone. I wish all the love in the universe to his wife Vanessa and his family who lost a father, a daughter, and a sibling. My heart goes out again to all the other victims in in this terrible accident as well. Now, on to the episode, which I hope in some measure will help us move past this very sad moment. Thank you again for listening. Okay, we're good to go. All right, let me take a sip of tea. Let's get this show rolling. Okay. Glad to be a part. Glad to have you. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. I am so excited about today's episode, I can't even begin to describe. So I, we, we're on a time crunch, so I'm not going to bullshit this anyway. Please feel free to swear on this. Uh, <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate okay. the, the so, <laughs> I'm bringing back a guest. He's He's been on before, but he was on an ensemble with uh, my brother Kevin and my cousin Hannah, his wife. Welcome back, Dr. Cedric Williams. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on, so thank you so much for, for having me, John. Looking forward to uh, the dialogue and hopefully yeah. you'll be able to contribute. So. Absolutely. I mean, of course. Uh, first off, happy belated holidays. I hope everybody's doing well. I haven't really talked to Hannah in a while, but you know, we're always okay. in our, we're always in each other's hearts and thoughts and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. How was how was y'all's holidays? Did it, did y'all escape? I, I take y'all made it through in one piece, huh? We did, man. We had a we had a great time. Um, we actually kind of were homebound uh, in normal normal Illinois, so that was it's nice just to be able to to kind of chill and be able to kind of have. You know, we're we're continually setting family traditions and yeah. and that sort of stuff, and kind of getting into that whole swing of things is kind of different this year, just because the kids are continuing to grow. Um, Justice will be eight, you know. On holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, man. 
Um, so, so we got an eight-year-old and Jasper's six, and so oh, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good time right now. So still a fun um, age for the uh, for kids for during the holidays. Still having fun with them. With uh, yeah, yeah, they've, they've been um, they 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 had a very good holidays. Always getting stuff, and of course, lots of presents and. Yeah, it's just fun stuff, man. Well, I, I did get a treat going home. I spent two weeks uh, in Louisiana over Christmas, um, okay. and it was awesome. I got to spend a lot of time with Kev's little new little baby, Claire. She yeah, was, baby Claire. She was just up here uh, this past weekend. We're recording this okay. a ways away because I'm going to be out of town next week when this will drop, so I got to like – I gotta get it out of the way. See. Anyway, so I see. Yeah, uh, she I was just she was just here uh, this past weekend because I celebrated my thirtieth birthday, and I was so lucky that Kevin, Gab, and my mom, and Will, and a bunch of my friends came up to celebrate. It was it's a great. very very lovely weekend. I was very. It was a very special weekend. So it's great, man. All right, well, happy thirtieth, man. I know. How's it feel? Do you feel do you feel different waking not up in your thirties? Not at all. Not, nah, at, all. not at all. How, <laughs> how about you? Did you feel anything going into your thirties? What did you did it change anything for you, man? Well, you know, I, obviously, when you said thirties, the, the thing that popped in my head was I actually went to um, I went to Ranger School when I was thirty years old. Oh, okay. Um, and that is very different because uh, you know most people who go are you know twenty three to you know twenty five years old or yeah. something like that. So, which doesn't seem like a, a big difference going five years later, but you know, after at that point, I was in the military for twelve years, so I think that. Going when I was thirty was a was quite the experience. I didn't. I don't, I don't think that my body recovered <laughs> as quickly as my twenty uh, two year old counterparts. But but nonetheless, you know, hey, thirties. Uh, I think thirties thirties are wonderful. It's a great decade. Yeah, it's been. I mean, so far so good. I mean, it's early, but you know, <laughs> a couple days into it, you're feeling you're feeling all right. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There you go. Um, there you actually, go. Uh, I'm going to Cali. Uh, for work next week. I'm going to San Diego. I've never been, so I'm really excited about it. Do you oh, miss Cali? Okay. Do y'all miss Cali at all? Well, the short answer is I miss the people. Yeah. I miss the people that we experience in California, and I love the people. I love the diversity of California. I love the multicultural vibe in California. But as far as, like, I would always – I think I always take vegetation over elevation yeah. any day. So even – like any type of woods or something like that, I feel like that that's always can feel like home, despite yeah. you know it not being mountains. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really like uh, I really like the Midwest. I know that that kind of sounds you know, no, man. that's just the Midwest. It's just home, you know. So I I, I like it. I like uh, I like the, the Four Seasons. And, yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, there's there's parts of Cali that I miss. I miss the food, really. Honestly, man, it's like that's the part that I think that I miss a lot. I think about a lot. It's like definitely. just a variety. What, uh, you guys don't have that that problem in Austin. Oh no, man, we're living it up. I was gonna ask you. It's kind of rainy and like in the fifties uh, down here in Austin, Texas. What's it like right now in normal Illinois? It's about thirty degrees right now. Ooh, buddy. So, yeah, man, it's thirty degrees, snow on the ground. Oh god, uh, corn is down. <laughs> the rut is over. I mean, you know, it's just uh, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of what's going on right now. It's pretty cold. Well, Pretty chilly out. I would be remiss in not mentioning, uh, apologizing uh-huh. on behalf of my LSU Tigers with when they <laughs> mollywopped your Oklahoma oh. Sooners, bro. I'm so sorry. Oh about that. my goodness! You know what, man? That was uh, that was uh, 
that was a hard, hard first half. And then yeah. after that, I just like, you know, kind of was just sitting down and being amazed at uh, how good LSU was. But, you know, honestly, I'm actually really uh, happy for Ed Orgeron. I mean, I feel like that, yeah. that guy is, went through a lot just with his, like, you know, his coaching yeah. at, you know, USC and Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was I was actually pretty happy for him. I was pretty excited for him, so glad for the state too it's always nice it was uh, it was incredible to have that playful banner with my with my uh familia yeah so i uh i expected us to win cedric i'll be honest against oklahoma clemson i was kind of <laughs> iffy on but i did not expect to win that decisively yeah but that was incredible yeah it wasn't even close man yeah i it, it, it's been a good uh it's been it's been a good year as an lsu fan the team is blowing up or imploding whatever you want to however you want to look at it but at least we'll have this year man we'll always always like as soon as lsu beat clemson i was online buying national championship merchandise i was like i'm going to live <laughs> in this moment forever yeah. right now yeah living up I, don't, I mean i don't know if it's gonna be like a, a repeat but um i don't no. know i mean they, nah. Everybody's got an opportunity in the SEC West, I guess. So we'll see. But yeah, it was wild, especially since the way the Saints kind of let me down, and uh, really, really, really treasured this LSU win because I don't know the next time we'll celebrate a championship. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah. yeah, man, it's it's great to have you on. You're one of my favorite. Don't let this go to your head, all right, man. I know okay, I'll I know you kick to. ass and all that shit, but like. <laughs> Uh, I you're one of the coolest people I know. I think you're fascinating. Oh my goodness! Wow. And because uh, I I know I've known you. God, how long have we? How long have you been dating Hannah? Or how long have you been have you been with Hannah? Yeah. So like I met Hannah and um, your cousin and yeah. what? Uh, I met Hannah in 2005, November of 2005. Yeah, right, right? after Katrina. Yeah. Yep. Right after Katrina, God. and um, yeah. I think that we actually started dating in January of 2007. Okay, so you, and then yeah, yeah. So you guys known each other for almost for going on 15 years, but y'all haven't been together. If you've only been together like 13, but it's coming. That 15 years is coming. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Almost 15 years. That's <laughs> it's been it's been a ride. So I'm glad glad to be here. Two kids, <laughs> a marriage, uh, moving across the country, and two kids later, you know, it's it's yep. been a ride. Uh, yeah, we're doing it, man. We yeah. are doing it full on. But yeah, I guess since I'm, I've known you since I was 17, dude, and I've, I just turned 30. It's like, wow. That's, wow. Know, I know. Man, right? when you put it like that, that's crazy. <laughs> I know, oh, right? my goodness. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So, so were you in high school then? Yeah, I was in high school. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy to kind of think of it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Yeah, time flies, man. It was very weird. Uh, just to, as an aside, having all my friends. Like, I had friends from college, and I had uh, a friend from high school come up. Well, he lives in Dallas, but he came down to visit. So I had friends, you know, that have been regulars on this pod and all that stuff. But I had friends from different worlds. Like, I had my Louisiana friends, my Austin sure. friends, my Baton Rouge friends all kind of meet this past okay. weekend. And it was very weird hearing, like, their different – like I mean, I'm I'm still me more or less, but like they're different like ways of like. And then Kev was there, so like it was yeah. weird. Like all these people <laughs> having different uh, interpretations of me or meeting me at certain times and growing over the years, like how they have different, sure. uh, I, I guess interpretations. Different memories of, yeah, or, different memories. Yeah. It was very weird to yeah. 
to to how people were kind of bouncing it off of that because there were stories stories were told bad like there, there was some like there was like some like hey you remember when john did this i'm like oh no 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 stop it but it was it was yeah, fun it was right. so much fun but I brought you on to talk about uh, one, just to talk to you because it's awesome, and then because I I, I noticed this a while back, and I mean okay. I'll let you do all the explaining. But you recently uh, started a consulting firm, or is, or is that which is that how you refer to it as a consulting firm, a consulting company? How would how do you how do you yeah, put it in your own words? It's a social scientific consulting group. I mean, so basically, you know, we do consulting and research specifically in the domains of multicultural competence and humility occupational thriving, Mm -hmm. uh, positive interpersonal relationships, and then resilience. So those are like the the big four that we kind of focus in on. But, you know, we do individual coaching for people. We do research and evaluation for companies. Mm -hmm. We do workshops and training. That's kind of like, you know, our main thing that we do. You know, so going around to different companies, higher education, military and government, paramilitary, first responders, kind of talk on these different topics, you know, occupational thriving and resilience. Um, it's really big in the military and the para- paramilitary communities right now. Yeah, it's been something that kind of just started, what, I guess in 2018 yeah. when I was still in grad school. You know, I've met all these guys at grad schools, and these ladies at grad school that were great. We were just kind of talking about like how we didn't want to have all of our research, you know, end up in the back or the bottom of a book pack, you know, yeah. a backpack or whatever, like, you know. So we decided to actually kind of consolidate a lot of our work, a lot of our research, and continue and commit to producing research, you know, for this company and being able to package it in a way that we can actually do workshops, do keynote speaking, to be able to talk about these topics that we feel like are really important. Uh, because we know that most people won't come to therapy, so it's nice to be able to actually go to them at their place where they are, which is work. Yeah, I know I've blown enough smoke up your ass so far, but bear with <laughs> me on this one. Uh, I'm really, I really admire you for doing that, man. Because for for many it. reasons, because like, well, just as a as someone who did go into therapy very early on in my life, uh-huh. and. You know, and someone who graduated in psychology, even though it was an undergrad, and I'm right. not at all comparing at all careers here. But like, I would just like, yeah, I'm, I fasc- yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated, and I'm very, I'm very, I find what you're doing is very admirable because it's like I think that one issue that is facing a lot of a lot of our society, and it's kind of getting starting to get addressed, but only very recently, like mental health is health, like it is health, like it is, and I think people doing your kind of work and making sure that it's made the awareness is spread. I just like, I think you're doing, you know, you're, you're doing, I'm not, you know me, I'm not religious, but I think you're doing the Lord's work, man. I think you're doing like, I think you're, you're helping people. And that's very admirable. I also appreciate that. I also find it admirable. I find anyone who starts a business like on their own without like being, being their own boss, like, beginning something like that i find it incredibly like oh my god it gives me anxiety thinking about it man like so <laughs> yeah has it been I, I mean obviously it's been but would you care to elaborate on some of the anxiety some of the some of the stressors i guess of the or the the journey so far first of all i just want to say thank you for saying that you know i i, can't, I want to agree with you what you said about absolutely mental health being health because one supervisor that i you know that i thought was really important he said any anything that you put in front of your mental health will lose it. Yeah. Right? And I, I thought that that was a really great way of kind of summing things up. It's like, you know, mental health is so important. 
Um, being able to do it on an individual level or a couple level, you know, is great. Um, and one of the things that I really like about, you know, my current job in doing this consulting is that, you know, you get to do it on a more organizational level and being able to go to different organizations and teams and talk about wellness and well-being. So, yeah, it's really cool. So I appreciate you saying that. Absolutely. But as far as, uh, you know, the, the stressors and um, I, I think that I've always enjoyed or thought about the idea of doing kind of doing my own thing and really setting yeah. my own path. I think that that's something that's just really important to me yeah. and I really value about like, you know, Hey, like uh, it's like a creative outlet. Mm. And I think that, you know, creating content, creating movements, creating momentum, doing the work that I feel like is important and actually makes a difference in the world. To me, like that's, that's just invaluable. I always have wanted to do that. And so a lot of the times, like, you know, when I think about, starting my own business, I was like, you know, I really want to do something that's going to make a difference that I really enjoy that I wake up wanting to do. I feel like just right now, like doing it and me starting it and me being my own boss is just one of those things where I was like, yeah, this is kind of the path that I would like to take and and really just to continue to see how it grows and develops. And, Mm. you know, we have a, an amazing team of right now we have six people on our team and then we have, Actually, seven because we just added a marketing consultant intern in the last two weeks. So it's just been really fun. Like you know, I I feel like all of those guys have been supporters for the from day one, Mm -hmm. and you know, we're continuing to see our team just grow and develop. So that's been something that's been really special. But as far as like the headaches, I think that anybody who started a business or is thinking about starting a business, you know, the the amount of paper. Uh, and business plans and writing. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I've like, you know, had to, uh, you know, write down my business plan, edit my business plan, you know, go through, uh, you know, uh, I guess incorporating, you know, cause ours is a, a limited liability company. So I, I oh, wow. decided from the get go that I wasn't going to do a sole proprietorship. So I decided that I was going to go through an LLC. When I went through an LLC, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot more involved in, making sure that everything is registered with the state, registered with the county, registered within the county, registered, you know, um, we're kind of set up for to be able to do government contracting as well. So I had to make sure that we, you know, had these things called our DUNS numbers and our NACE codes. And, you know, it was just a a lot of tedious little tasks, but, you know, our kind of our hashtag that we put like brick by brick, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of, what we've always wanted to do when we built this company was like, we, we are creating it. We are, it, it is a, it is something that we have to create. So we have to get neck deep into the accounting, neck deep into the marketing, yeah. neck deep into the budgeting and, and the writing. And just, uh, for me, I think that that's uh, invaluable and it's just part of being a business owner. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're conveying is a, uh, it's not, it's a very common uh, experience with anyone who's starting a company, but it doesn't make it any much easier. The fact that like, I mean, how many businesses start up and don't make it past like three or four years. It's like, it's, it's insane. I, I, again, I'm, I find it very commendable and admirable. Like I, I honestly, if I could do anything with my life right now, Cedric, and I'm not saying I won't do this. (laughs) You're doing it, man. You're doing it. uh, I really want to, 
you know, the dream is to do turn this silly little pod into a business venture. But I'm like, oh, man, just the thought. It seems so daunting. But also, like, I mean, you're young. You could figure it out. I'm just like, I'm still trying to, like, think, okay. What, like, a, a big thing was, like, at, at my birthday was, like, so many plans, any goals for the right. next 10 years. And I was like, I think I want to buy a house, maybe own property, get done renting. I don't know. We'll see. But, like, but I was also like, I really want to take this pod and do something with it because I, I look forward to it every like it's stressful. It's it's not fun. There's some days where I'm like, God damn it! Like this is this is not fun. Sorry to swear and take the Lord's name in vain. My apologies. Uh, I am talking to a pastor here, and we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Oh my but gosh. but uh, uh, I gotta watch. I gotta. I know I gotta watch the GDs. Anyway, so uh, so but I do be you be free. Yeah, I, I did. I do want to. That's the dream. But it's 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 definitely one of those things. It's like, oh man, I don't even know. Like that's that's so that there's so much paperwork, there's so much risk, there's so much like investing. And I'm just like, oh man, I don't know. But who knows? Again, yeah. not to say that it won't happen, but it's just the idea of it. It's like, oh my gosh, the the paperwork, the money, the fees, the the legwork. Sure. Oh, it's it's a it's it's very it's not for the faint hearted. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's it's not for the faint heart, but I, you know, I, I like what you said about you know this idea is it's exciting, but at the same time it's difficult and it's challenging because yeah. um, the reality is that anything that is worth your time is going to be a challenge. Yeah. At times, not the whole time, but at times. Yeah. And so, like, if that's something that you're wanting to do, you know, it's a it's a creative expression from your brain that you're using this podcast to be able to reach people. Yeah. Um, you're doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself. Like, and I think that a lot of business owners, like, you know, we we start from scratch. Yeah. And you know, I didn't I didn't come from money. I don't come from a family of money. So everything that I have, you know, I. I've worked or I've created and I, I feel like I've been blessed by God to be able to have that. And I, I, you know, it's just, it's amazing just to continue to see like, okay, like there is things that are happening and we're, it, it's growing and it is creative and it's an expression of who I am. So I like that. I like, I like being a business owner for sure. Uh, I, I definitely could see the appeal of being my own boss, but also like, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I'm quite comfortable in my current gig. If anyone in the company is listening, like, there's don't worry about it, right? I'm not abandoning y'all. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not, you're not going to be like uh, absent on a wall at work on Monday, right? <laughs> for real, that, for real. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. for real. But uh, right on. I, I am really right proud of you, man. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. I'm, I'm happy that I you're doing it. what Thank you want to do. Uh, it's it seems it seems so like I'm just like, but then again, honestly, I know I keep you know I keep throwing it your way but like i'm just saying like if there was one dude i know who could get it done i'm like yeah cedric is definitely definitely that dude i uh i, I appreciate it man I'm, I'm, uh, I, I really appreciate that yeah. thank you uh this is basically the episode is just me flattering cedric the entire time guys so uh if you don't like it i'm sorry this episode i was gonna you. say Anna's not gonna be very excited about this yeah for real She's there. <laughs> but yeah man so i did want to talk to you First off, I didn't even ask. I didn't even, we didn't even mention the name of the company. I don't know if we did. Would, would you give it a? Would you like to give it a plug real quick? Yeah. So the name of the company is Legacy Consulting and Research Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website is www.legacycrg.com. Yeah. And so we'd love for people to check us out. Yeah. On Instagram, we're Legacy uh, Consultants. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. And yeah, I'm looking at that our, right now. I'm. Uh, 
I'll be okay, sure, I'll cool. be sure to uh, include all the links to your company, uh, all the different ways to get in touch. Uh, you know, I'll include it in the show description for anyone listening who's uh, interested in learning more about it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank uh, you very much. Oh yeah, you know, I do what I can. I, I can't promise a lot of people will listen to this, but I there there might be hey, one or two right. that'd be like, oh, you never check know, this out. you never know, man. Uh, but anyway, so I did want to talk to you. Uh, as a black man, we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day that just passed up. It was this Monday. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, at the time of recording, and this will be coming out the twenty-seven. No, it's the 29th, and it's the you know, it's the few days before Black History Month, man. And uh-huh. you know, as a, a as a black man, what do you what are those two uh, the holiday and the month? What do they t- what do they mean for you as a black man? I'm sorry, if oh, I, I'm man. sorry if I asked that indelicately. Yeah. I was doing my best. <laughs> no, no, it's it's okay. I mean, I feel like it's so um, yeah. it's so complex to be able to describe. Yeah. what it's like to be black in America in <laughs> general, uh, let alone black in America and <laughs> a psychologist yeah. or in the military or in a uh, interracial marriage and a mul- having a multiracial family, yeah. you know, um, it's, you know, I think that Dr. King Day, King Day and celebrating that is it's bittersweet, I think, for for me. Yeah. Um, because I feel like, you know, the pictures that I see on Facebook and social media in general, like people are, you know, posting these great quotes. I chose this this year just to put a simple photo of of Dr. King in his coffin with his kids yeah. looking at him. Um, because when I think about the struggle of black Americans, African Americans specifically, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I feel like that that is that is a, a great depiction of you have young innocents and you have people who, like Dr. King, who are in that coffin, who have continued to struggle, who have continued to toil at a high, high cost. Yeah. And I think that any type of change involves loss and any type of change involves great suffering. Yeah. And I think that we kind of see that with Dr. King and. You know, uh, this past year, I, I was able to to celebrate, you know, like Black History Month by posting a new story of a person in black history. And, I, you know, it was so invigorating even for myself just to be able to, like, do some research on some of these figures in black history that we never talk about and never see. I mean, you know, you have, you know, uh, people like Ida B. Wells and Maya Angelou, some of those people who are like, you know, kind of know Martin Luther King, but there are so many other people in our story uh, of just the rich tradition and rich history of African-Americans throughout this country made a a huge difference to the way that we live on even our everyday life. I feel like being able to uh, have that experience and kind of think about that, it's special. I mean, I think it's special for my kids, too, of just kind of talking through that, talking what civil rights is. And, you know, they, they're they continually asking about their own multiracial identity and what that means for them to be biracial, or what that means for their mother to be white and their dad to be black, and what that means for them to be brown and all of our family members to look different, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a loaded, it's loaded for me. Yeah. You know, just... Just thinking about that. I, if, in, in, in hindsight, I probably would have made the question. I probably should have written down the question in a more 
le- in a less broad sense, like I feel like I would just like so black people in America. What do you think? Like it's like <laughs> yeah, I feel, yeah. That's that, and that's honestly, if I can comment on it, uh, I feel like that's where my side, the the whites in this country, I, as you know, as they're called, uh, I I think that that's where even the most ed- even the educated like myself, even someone who grew up in a majority black town of new Orleans and someone with a, you know, my stepdad is black, you know, I, I like to consider myself very familiar with the community somewhat. And, you know, I grew up around it and I, I'm not shy around it or at all. Uh, even I can have my moments of, you know, blind spots where I just ask, you know, I just asked you a black man, Hey, could you speak on all of black culture in America that's going on in right, 2020? Like right. that's kind of, that's Okay. Think about what you're asking because I think that's where exactly. a lot of – you know there's a lot of white people need to work on just making – educating themselves and making themselves aware. But also the educated and the aware need to do a better job of like, OK, now think about what you've learned and now think about how you channel that and you know bring that to the community's you know, feet. Like, you know, you just do better. I guess the long and short of it, the, the, the long and short of it is just, hey, man, mm-hmm. do better. I mean, even even you who claim to be woke or whatever, you know, like, you, you, you still have your moments where you just say something stupid, like the other, like, it's so... Yeah. I, I don't think what I said, what I asked you was stupid, but it was it was not in, it was not articulated the best way possible. So I think that's where we, that's the responsibility on us, is to, you know, hey, man, we're, we're a team here, man. We need to work together here, and we have our role to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that a lot of a lot of us, all of us, really, taking a posture of humility and taking a posture of learning and listening yeah. is really a huge step in the direction of any type of racial reconciliation, yeah. right? Like, uh, our country, in, in that way, racial reconciliation is not going to go away. Um, having and acquiring multicultural humility to be able to think about our own individual stories and then to be able to transform that multicultural humility into understanding other people's stories and other people's um, experience, you know, that changes that into multicultural competence. And, uh, you know, anytime you have a person or uh, organization that is striving to move towards multicultural competence, you know, you're going to decrease the amount of racial microaggressions. Yeah. You're going to decrease the amount of ignorant statements. You're going to decrease the amount of uh, lackadaisical language when it comes to something that could be considered culturally sensitive. Yes. And it increases the awareness and hopefully that increases the ability for us to mend things that were broken. So... You know, I think that, you know, we have a we have a long way to go in race relations in America in general. But I, I think that moving uh, towards a posture of humility in regards to to race and, and multicultural competence is important. This I may be asking the wrong person here because I know you as a very optimistic, a very, you know, forward thinking uh, fella as long as I've known you. Uh, uh-huh. But I've, I've 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 had conversations with my friends that also my friends of color and uh, you know they've conveyed I asked them you know, oh we're going into a new decade you know how do you feel about this coming decade do you have any goals do you have any resolutions but and honestly it's it's very striking that the my friends of color that I did ask these questions to there was a level of cynicism and uh, borderline nihilism 
And I, I and one of them said, "You probably don't feel that way, John, because you're white." And I'm like, I, "I, yeah, I've always feel optimistic." Do you? I know you as a very optimistic gentleman. So, do you understand where that cynicism and nihilism comes from, or do you do you object to it? Well, I, I would say that your your friend's assessment is not is not cynicism. I think it's actually realism. Okay. I, I think that their experience of pain and my experience of pain is not, you know, it's not an anomaly. Like this is something that black people experience on a consistent basis on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it has words and sometimes it has gestures um, and sometimes it has silence, mm-hmm. but nonetheless still present. And I think that, um, I think that it's hard to be extremely optimistic when when you, as a person of color, live in a society that is trans-racist. Mm. And um, I, I think that that is just the, the reality of the world that we live in. And it can be, you know, some people are like, okay, well, you know, you know, I, I think that one, one of my friends said, you know, I never met a racist who said that they were racist because most yeah. people don't say that they're racist, yeah. you know, like, but the expression of it and um, it can be so subtle, but it's like a, you know, it's, it's death by a thousand paper cuts over time yeah. um, that it can be really problematic for people, yeah. but it, and pr- problematic for our society, not yeah. just individuals, you know. But you are optimistic. You do believe in the. You do you do put stock in things getting better, right? I do put stock in things getting better, and I do put stock in change um, because I, I believe in hope. Yeah, and I believe in the ability for for development and, and evolution. Um, so I do think that things have the capability of getting better, but I think that it's a matter of putting your hands at a plow and continuing to, to, to work towards that. And I think that that's divine work. And I think that that's, uh, people work working together for change. Yeah. I, uh, I, I I definitely agree. Uh, and we got a little, I know we're on a time crunch. I I think we're going to wrap up in the next 10 minutes or so. We're not going to do the questions. Okay. We're not going to do the questions, uh, right now. Hey, we're, we're good, man. Like you just, uh, you just let me know. We're good. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's see where we are in like the next after this question, and then maybe okay. we can do the questions. Maybe or not. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Sounds good. But I did want to ask you, as a man uh, who wears many hats, you're a husband, you're a father, you're an individual. You served in the military. You're a pastor. Now you're a business owner. You know, I know you feel you have many hats, but like you as a person, what do you, what do you think you identify the most as? Is it a family man? Is it a husband? Or do you feel like you, it's, it's too general. You're too many things. How do you, what do you, what do you think you shake down on that one? Yeah. Like I think uh, like about four, I think it was like four years ago. I kind of wrote these out, these like quadrants. I took a time just to be kind of yeah. be by myself and kind of think about like, what do I really want to move towards? And I think that the four things that I really identified most as is one, um, a husband, mm-hmm. two, a father, three, a psychologist, and four, a soldier. Yeah. So I think that those four components of who I am, you know, when I think about like setting my schedule for the year, yeah, I think about how do I nurture those aspects of who I am? How do I nurture my relationship with my wife? How do I um, nurture my relationship with my children? What, 
what types of things can I do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, an annual basis, a, you know, a quarterly basis to be able to like develop those relationships that I feel like are so important. Yeah. And that's the same thing that I approach the same way with like being a psychologist. What am I learning? What am I reading? What am I going to be, you know, putting my thoughts to, and what am I going to put my time to? And, um, it's the same thing with the military, you know, like I want to be a good soldier. How do I figure out ways to be a better soldier, whether they're being physically fit, mentally tough, morally straight, whatever it may be, you know, like all of those things. Uh, I, I feel like those four hats that I wear are pretty salient to me yeah. um, at this juncture in life. And I think that they always will be. I mean, you know, there is just a part. I think that, you know, my family comes first though. I just, yeah, that's Barn, that's Barn yeah, that's what I expected. I, I I was very aware of that before I even asked the question. Uh, yeah, because sure. uh, I mean, shit, you make the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a wife or kids, but goddamn, you make the rest <laughs> of us look like. Again, we're, I'm, it's all. I just brought you on here to flatter you, bro. I hope you're blushing. No, I can't see you right now, but I really hope you're blushing just, right now. <laughs> I'm just a man. I am just like a regular regular dude, man. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Try to keep it regular as possible, and yeah. I love my family. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to create, a, a, you know, an environment for us to thrive in. And, yeah. um, and sometimes that can be really challenging. And but the hope is that we just continue just to love each other well, and and I can set the lead for that, and my example for that. Sometimes I do a great job, and sometimes I do a terrible job. Yeah. But um, but it's a matter of like every single day making a commitment, making a choice to say like, hey, I want to. I want to love my family well and and making a decision to do that. Yeah, I think that that's what I've learned, uh, you know, reflecting back as this new chapter of my life begins. It is about choices and it is about commitment and it is about what can, you, what can you live with. Like I really think that's like make your choices of what you can live with and just do the best you can. And like I think that that's – I think that's ultimately what – a lot of people forget that pe- most people are just doing the best they can, man, and they're just like trying to make it through the day and just. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is so true, man. People are trying to. Everybody's in this together, man. Yeah. I mean, this is like everybody is trying to do the best that they can. You know, I today I was just coming from uh, work and I met with I had five clients, and you know I'm just thinking about like every single one of my clients that I met with today. Like for one, like they are doing so much individual work. Yeah, just that they were doing the best that they could yeah. in order to function, you know, like yeah. literally trying to do the best that they can on a daily basis, just to, to thrive in this world and to just to, you know, create space. That's they they can love themselves and love the people around them and receive love and be known yeah. and know others. I think that's a very, uh, uh, astute assessment. How are we looking on time? Do you have like five to 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, man. All right, let's knock these questions out real quick. Cedric was not giving okay. these questions up hand, so we're going to do the best we can, guys. Uh, they're okay. they're fun. There's nothing really that serious in them. They're really fun nothing questions. Re- okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. First right, question. As a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, as a kid, you know, honestly, the thing that pops in my mind, uh, I think, from the get-go, is I either wanted to be a cowboy. <laughs> yeah, man. I, man. I was like... Growing up, like that, I was all about that that cowboy life, man. Sure. Like literally every day, cowboy hat. I had like these like blue jeans, chaps, spurs. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was kind of my my thing. Um, a cowboy, and I think a soldier. I think I've always kind of wanted to be a soldier in the back of my head. Like, you know, even when I was in 
young in high school or even before that, just as a little kid. Like that's kind of been the two things that I've always wanted to do. Okay. Uh, mine was always I wanted to be a jet fighter pilot because I saw Independence so Day. Go. I saw Independence Day as a small child, and I was like, man, I want to be Will Smith, and that's that's oh what I gosh. wanted to do. But unfortunately, never <laughs> shook be, out and, that and way. Be mar- and be married to Jada. Oh yeah. Oh man, especially '90s Jada. Ooh, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Okay, oh, wow. next question. Uh, if you came into uh-huh. a very large sum of money, say you won the Powerball, you know, you took care of all your bills, your debts, your, you set up all your bank accounts and your trusts and your lawyers and your accountants, all that stuff off the table. You just get to have fun now. What's the first big thing you buy? Uh, the first thing that I would buy is I would buy um, property Okay. Um, that was – a recreational property that I would be able to go fishing and hunting all year round. Yeah. And there would be, you know, unlimited everything, whatever you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that's kind of what I would buy. That, that would be my first purchase. And I think that like, I think that I would actually ended up giving a lot of just money away. Yeah, definitely. Whether it be to, I think like, you know, I'd love to give money away to my, my, my friends and family members and like to, you know, bless people with that. I you know that would just be awesome. Yeah. Um, just to kind of, you know, in some ways even maybe just to do it anonymously too. So it would just be like, I th- you know, I, that I, I would, if I ever came into power pole, which would never happen. Yeah. Cause you gotta play, you gotta play to win. Yeah. And I, unfortunately I just don't play, but if I did, I think that there was one lady in the last couple of years who, she like met with her lawyer in order to make her name remain anonymous. I think that I would go that route because yeah. I think that that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just so come in and all that money and then like just go ghost, you know? Yeah, depending keep on living the, uh, the life the same way. Depending on the state, uh, it's it's state by state because the Powerball is all state by state. Anyway, uh, so basically, just for people curious. Uh, some states you can remain anonymous. They they don't announce whoever won at all. But some states do announce somebody. But there's a workaround with that if you if you form a trust or form a, a corporation or just somebody not you that can claim the money. So you can do it, but you can remain anonymous that way. But they do have to publish something. Like Texas, they do have to publish. They do publish something. So for the record. Um, but anyway, moving on, just a little tidbit, a little trivia. There. Yeah, a little tidbit. All right. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, keep that, I'll keep that in mind when I win. There you go. Uh, it's not like I think <laughs> about this every day of my life. Uh, anyway. Uh, right, right. <laughs> what chore do you absolutely hate doing? Chore that I hate doing? Yeah. Huh. I think my wife would probably say, I think Hannah would probably say that I hate doing dishes, but I don't actually mind doing dishes. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a like a love hate relationship with chores. I, it's just like it's just something that you do. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. I don't think I perseverate on it. It's I, just like it's just you just do it. Like I don't know. I would like, say that a lot of people say dishes a lot. Like I've asked this question to several people, Cedric, and a lot of people dishes. say dishes. Mine is – I don't even mind cleaning a bathroom really. I just hate cleaning toilets. I hate cleaning tubs. Toilets, I really yeah. hate doing that. Like I'll yeah. do everything else. I just – in lawn work, I really hate more on the lawn, but that's because I had to mow lawns in like Louisiana summers that really turned me off. Of yeah, that. that's yeah, that's no joke. Man. I mean, do people just do? Do they in New Orleans they do that like midnight or what do they do? 
Well, you usually, if you if you were smart, you do it like most smart people do it. You know, six a.m., seven a.m. in the morning when it's still yeah, no sun's kidding. not out. My lazy ass would usually sleep in on the weekends and mow it at like eleven noon or like one o'clock, like an idiot. And that's that that bit me in the ass a few times. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Oh man, that'd be terrible. It is terrible. Terrible. What's your like? Say you're going on a road trip. You know, you stop at a gas station. You need a snack uh-huh. for the road. What's your favorite candy bar or snack? What are you grabbing? Uh, I'm doing a white chocolate Twix bar easily. Really? That is oddly specific. Yeah, easily, no doubt. Huh. Well, <laughs> no question. Like, so why the white chocolate? chocolate? Why not the regular? I might Twix? stop and get one right now. Just <laughs> think of it. So why the white chocolate? Why not the regular? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I just like the white chocolate Twix bar for some reason. It is. I think I like came on to it like three or four years ago, and yeah. it's just it's delicious, dude. Okay. Can't describe it. There so, it is. <laughs> there it is. That's a very obvious answer. But I did. Yep. Uh, what was your best and what was your worst school subject? Oh, best school subject. So when I lived in Oklahoma, yeah. um, if you're on varsity sports, like you get a grade for being in varsity sports. <laughs> what? Yeah. Of so we Why had like block scheduling. I know. Can you imagine that? I, I can remember like I had like uh, – you know, and it was block scheduling. So some days you would start football practice at like twelve thirty in the afternoon. Oof. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, let's see. My my best like actual subject other than like PE or something like that. Yeah. I would probably say geography or <laughs> okay. his, history. Yeah. Like I, I really like just history and geography and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, worst subject. I think, like, English, like, English literature, What's like, that was, that was not, like, my, um, my favorite, yeah, it just wasn't my favorite, it wasn't, like, that I was necessarily bad at it, I just didn't really, like, enjoy it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't give me life, so, it was, uh, <laughs> so, it was, like, kind of the forced reading of stuff that you really found not that accessible, it was kind of, yeah, like I was just, like, yeah, man, I, I, I I really don't want to. I don't really want to read this book. I don't. I don't want to read Pride and Prejudice for the eighth time. You know, like I'm good. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, what's the best vacation you've ever taken? I, I'm, I think that our honeymoon with Hannah was 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 great. Like I we went to Mexico. So. Yeah. Um, we went. To, we've had some pretty cool trips. Like I mean, we went to. We went on a mission trip to Romania that I think that was just awesome. Nice. Uh, to Hungary. So that's not really a vacation because we actually worked extremely hard that trip. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that any type of like vacation with Hannah when it's just her and I, we had a Vegas trip that we went to uh, that was a lot of fun. We went to Santa Cruz, California one time that was just like us with our really young family, which I think that that was a blast in 2014. I don't know. We've had a lot of really good vacations. We went to Florida. I think that, that was in 2015, just her and I. So yeah. I, I don't know. We've, we've had a lot. I imagine so. Uh, okay, just four more questions left. I don't know how we're doing on time. So we got. So okay. we just got four oh, more good, left. Man. Would you rather speak all languages or have the ability to speak to all animals? Uh, all languages, no doubt. Yeah, I, I lean that way too. Uh, I think it's because I'm not really into animals. I, I'm like, I don't hate animals. I'm just like, eh. But speaking of it, it just seems much more practical. It just seems like the more practical yeah. choice there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, something that can speak back to you that you'll understand. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Would you rather have unlimited pizza or unlimited tacos for life? Ooh, 
that's really hard. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I still think I'm going to go with unlimited pizza. Oh, I was hoping you'd go tacos. I'm on tacos. Yeah, I'm not going to go tacos, man. I'm going to go unlimited pizza, burrito pizza in particular. It's funny. I actually had my first slice of Chicago deep dish with y'all. Oh, I don't remember you? I don't remember where we were celebrating something. I think at one of your old places and y'all ordered Chicago deep dish. It was fine. Oh, okay. At our place. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's man. I I like it. It's fine. Actually, I just I just went to uh New York a couple of what, a couple of weeks ago and I had um, like a real authentic New York pizza. Yeah, you had to fold um, it and stuff and like it, that. Oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. But Okay. Last yeah, good stuff, man. Last two questions and I'll let you go and okay. again, I appreciate your time. Uh, this yeah, should be fun. For sure. If you had to sing karaoke, what song would you pick? Well, I don't know. Man, that, that is a very tough question. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I think that I would I would do Iron Solomon's Almost There. Okay. I'm not familiar with it, but I'll have to listen to it tonight. Well, there, there you go. Iron Solomon. Uh, uh, a rapper from New York. He's a freestyle rapper from New York, but he's got a song called Almost There that is uh, literally my favorite. So I think that if I had an opportunity to freestyle that, that's what I would do. Okay, last or, question. Or uh, A Higher Love. I can't remember who's, who. Uh, 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 Steve, uh, give me yeah. a higher love. Yep. Uh, oh, there you go. Get that note. Uh, Get that his, note, bro. I, I, Steven, Steve Winwood. I have that. There you go. Uh, anyway. There you go. Last question. I think you're very. I think you. I hope you give a really great answer on this one. No pressure. You know, <laughs> if you had the entire world's attention, you know, all conscious adults, you know, attention uh-huh. for thirty seconds, what would you say? Um, I think that I would say something about the idea of um, we are all trying to do the best that we can, and yeah. coming together, bringing unity, bringing love, bringing hope. Um, togetherness is something that is beautiful and try to figure out ways to be able to be a person who lifts people up instead of tears them down try to be a person that brings people together instead of bringing and keeping them apart um forgive yeah be people who are um who are kind who understand the importance of family who understand the importance of 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 loving others and difference and being mature and um yeah i, I think that, that that would be kind of my uh, that would be part of my spiel that's quite excellent sir i know i've held you <laughs> for a little bit longer than we agreed but i appreciate good, it so bro. much uh that's gonna do it for us tonight guys please like subscribe share uh cedric's company legacy consulting could be found uh, i'll have the links in the description the pod can be found on instagram twitter soundcloud spotify a- apple itunes please like subscribe share thank you cedric man i know this was kind of last minute and i know you had we, had, a, we had scheduling issues but i i'm so grateful man and give my best to hannah i tell her i love her very much and give my best to justice and jasper man they're they're, they're gorgeous kids man thank you brother i appreciate it man and thanks for having me i appreciate you know being able to talk to you, john i love what you're doing i love that you're you know you're putting yourself out there and um, just being consistent with it and following your dreams and just being expressive man it's it's a beautiful thing it's, right. it's very brave very brave of you and i think it's awesome i'm just doing my best man i'm just trying like we said i'm just trying to make yeah, it through the day believe it. Uh, yeah. all right guys that's gonna do it for us tonight bye cedric you are the man and i can't wait to see you whenever i see you my brother Sounds good, man. I'll be in touch, dude. All right, bye. Yeah, bye.